0: It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It is me, Joey P Joe P and it's March. And you know what that means? It's time for some madness. That's right. The tournament is back and we are excited to have Mike Randall, our betting pros host, To help me help you break it all down. Mike knows what he's talking about when it comes to the NCAA world. And he's going to give you some of his takes on the early look at some of these regions. We just a few hours ago got all the brackets released. And we are very excited to talk basketball with you at Mike Randall. This is the better paradise, isn't it? This is what people wait for. They wait for March. They wait for St. Patrick's Day. Have a few drinks and then go out there and put some money On some fantastic wagers going out there for the NCAA tournament.
1: There is nothing better than this week, Joe. We have the brackets tonight. St. Patrick's Day kicks off the tourney on Thursday.
0: There is nothing better. I can't wait to dive in. Best time of the year. Well, if you're going to dive in... I highly suggest, first of all, make sure that you you drink responsibly. And second of all, make sure you <laughs> bet responsibly with us over at bettingpros.com. Head over to bettingpros.com right now, and we have got our bracket optimizer for you. And obviously, you know, we've talked so much about the tools here at Betting Pros, but this is really special stuff. Our team has worked overtime to get all of these uh, wagering houses all the information together everything for your disposal and all the tools to make you as successful as you can no matter what the game no matter how you want to bet it what you want to do betting pros has you covered And our bracket optimizer at bettingpros.com is just absolutely spectacular so i highly encourage you all if you haven't checked it out yet go over and check it out right now also don't forget we're running a little contest of our own here over at betting pros. And that is a very exciting thing going on right now because we've got our March Madness bracket contest. And guess what? It's free to enter. That's right. It's not going to cost you anything. So if you are going to spend a lot of money on March Madness and you still want to have some fun, or maybe you just want to have some fun with March Madness and not spend a nickel, you can enter for free over at bettingpros.com slash march again that's bettingpros.com slash march and it's free to enter $2,500 in prizes from FanDuel for the top 20 scorers and additional prizes from pristine auction so for first place you get a Shaquille O'Neal signed Lakers jersey for second place you get a Giannis signed Bucks jersey for third place you get a John Calipari signed Kentucky Wildcats jersey and fourth place Bob Knight comes to your house and throws a chair. No, no, it's a Bob <laughs> Knight signed 16 by 20 photo inscribed best wishes. And I hope the photo is a Bob Knight throwing a chair. I cannot confirm nor deny that, but uh, that's the one I would want. So look, you got a Shaq jersey, a Giannis jersey, a Calipari jersey, a Bob Knight photo, all just for playing a little bracket action at bettingpros.com slash March. So please go over. And get involved and sign up today for free at bettingpros.com, where we've got so much going on. I told you right now. Let me tell you, man, it is impressive, the amount of data, the amount of tools that we have available for everybody. So go check that out. Mike Randall, I know this is what you live for. So I want to get your your take first overall before we start to dive into the regions. I want to know what your overall bracket reaction was when you saw how it all shook out. Overall reaction was they did a pretty
1: good job, the committee. Sometimes there's been some teams that are way overseed, underseeded. Only a couple I have an issue with this year. The big one for me that I was disappointed, my heart wanted them in, but my head said no, was Dayton. Love what Anthony Grant has done, Joe, with Dayton. The absolute youngest team in Division I college basketball. Did a great job this year in conference. However, three Count them, three quad four losses to UMass Lowell, Austin P and Limscombe at home to start the year. They were beating Richmond by 15 points in the second half of the tournament in the semifinals yesterday until freshman starting point guard Malachi Smith turned his ankle. After that, Richmond goes on a run. They close the 15-point gap, and they actually won today, beating Davidson to steal one of those bids there. Could have likely been from Dayton, to be honest, because Dayton was really high there. But can't have the bad losses, Joe. Youngest team in college hoops, they were fourteen and four in the A10, tied there with Davidson. So they will be back. Now Dayton fans are going to complain that Rutgers got in here in New Jersey, but the difference is Joe Dayton three and two versus Quad One, Rutgers six and six in Quad One, mm-hmm. only one Quad Four lost. Rutgers Scarlet Knights are dancing,
0: and Dayton is not. You know, there you have it. And obviously, you know, when it comes to the betting world, we always want to look at trends, Mike. And typically speaking, you know, sometimes they can be overrated, but I think it's important at least to acknowledge them. And maybe there's a few trends that you know of or think are relevant here as we kind of head into the tournament opening week here.
1: Yeah, they're just some things, Joe, that you have to think about when you fill out your brackets. And we'll have great articles here at Betting Pros podcasts, live streams to help you pick your winners. But things you have to think about. First off, the play-in game winner usually gets hot, with the exception of 2019. Remember, no tournament last year because of COVID – One of those play-in games, those early games on Tuesday, one of those teams have always gotten hot and advanced well beyond the first round. VCU made the Final Four in 2011. UCLA made the Final Four last year coming from the first first four teams and last year UCLA was losing to Michigan state in that first game by 10 at halftime. And then they just went off South Florida round of 32 in 2012, Wichita state round of 32 in 2016 USC, same thing in 2017. And we've had three sweet 16 teams, LaSalle, 2013, Tennessee 2014, and Syracuse in 2018. So when you look at those games that are playing early against each other to set up for Thursday and Friday, I'm talking about Rutgers versus Notre Dame. I'm talking about Wyoming versus Indiana. Pick one and have them advance more than one round. That's my recommendation. People like to pick upsets too. Number five versus number 12. Number 12s Mm -hmm. win about 36% of the time. And we've had Joe three times since 2013. Three 12 seeds has advanced. So you can't just put one through. You can put two through. Same number Hmm. four versus number 13 seeds win 21% of the time they get upset. 14 seeds, 15%. And seven versus 10 is a very important one because it's happened partner every year since 2010. Every darn year, five in the last two years. So people like that 7-10 game because then that team can often beat the number two seed. So things you want to think about in my last one, number 11s have beaten a number six, 16 straight
0: years in a row. Wow. That is a stunning look at Mike Randall, bringing the heat and the percentages today. I love this. Uh, the seven 10 split though. That's the one. Uh, I love that one. Always in bowling and otherwise. In. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> bowling and otherwise. But uh clearly, you have a much better chance of hitting this than you do the seven ten split and bowling. Is no thirty nine percent. That is a that's an incredible number there. Great job by Mike Randall. See, that's why we have Mike here to give you all this kind of information. So that's a little overview in terms of some of the seating where there might be some opportunities with those percentages and those trends. But I know what you only really want to talk about. Everybody really wants to talk about the teams. So. Let's get at it and let's start with the Western region here. So in the West, we have Gonzaga the one seed. No surprise there. Duke pulls away with the two seed. Um, so, you know, it's kind of what we thought it would be. And as far as the West, clearly, you know, every one of these brackets going to have a lot of talent, but what do you think about Gonzaga's first draw here?
1: I think Gonzaga has a hard draw as opposed to last year. Mark Few and the Bulldogs, no longer the mid-major folks. They're one of the powerhouses in college basketball. They've made two final games, one with North Carolina. If Kennedy Meeks is correctly called out of bounds with two minutes left, they may have won that game. And last year, of course, they ran into the juggernaut that is Baylor. But they had an easy draw last year. This year, I think it's very difficult. they play Boise State in the second round, Boise State is a lockdown hard-nosed defensive team that could give Gonzaga a lot of trouble, who again has played in the West coast conference. So not the same level of talent and Joe, their non-conference schedule, not nearly as tough as last year. So I think that's a disadvantage for them. I'm not a Connecticut guy, but they certainly could beat Gonzaga and please Gonzaga does not want to see Arkansas. So right off the bat, my first reaction, that is a very, very tough region. And the bottom part of this bracket was so difficult for me, partner. I'm excited. I can't wait to figure it out. I couldn't plug anything in right away because I really have to mull it over. The one thing I will say to you, Duke is not making the final four. They couldn't beat the Tar Heels on Coach K's last home game, blew that game. They couldn't beat Virginia Tech and give the guy an ACC Tournament Championship, I believe would have been at 17th. So why would they all of a sudden rally in a bracket with Arkansas, Gonzaga, and some really tough teams. I just don't see it. So is it Arkansas for you coming out of the West? You know, Arkansas is going to have a lot of trouble with Vermont. Uh, That line is dropping right now. I think it opened, Joe, at six and a half. Now it's down to five and a half quickly. Mm. Vermont head coach John Becker has been such a tough team. They've dominated the America East. They almost beat Purdue. They are a tremendous team in years past that no one wants to see. That is a contrast in styles. So if I had to pick right now in the bottom of that bracket, Duke is not getting by Davidson, who I think will beat Michigan State, and then Texas Tech, which is a blue-collar tough team, and then potentially Arkansas and Gonzaga. So if I had to pick one right now, it would probably be Texas Tech to move on because they are so good defensively. I think they can dominate that part of the bracket and then pull an upset over either Gonzaga or whoever comes out of the top. That would be my lean right now.
0: All right. And Texas Tech is ranked third here in the Western Mm -hmm. bracket. So let's move over to the next one here and take a look at the Southern region. So uh, I know on paper, it looks a little chalky. Is that true? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is this like the biggest trap potentially? Obviously, we have Villanova in this one. They are the two seed. They have that. Uh, Going for them, Arizona up there at the one, not surprising that they came away with the one seed, but looking overall in this South bracket, do you think it is going to be those two teams at the end, or is there something else that's going to surprise us?
1: Yeah, as we talked about in the West, that to me is the blow up bracket. There's always one that goes crazy. This one is going to be, in my opinion, the chalkiest one. Arizona could be the best team in the country right now. They have great bigs inside in their win over UCLA last night, Three blocks in the last 30 seconds. And they have Benedict Matherin, the Pac-12 player of the year, a fantastic guard who can light it up from three. Tommy Lloyd came over from Gonzaga. He was a Mark Few assistant for 20 years, two decades, has come over. And Sean Miller is an afterthought. So the Wildcats are not getting tripped up here. In the bottom of the bracket, it's the only one where I have two versus three in the Sweet 16. Joe Villanova is following the schematic of their last two titles under Jay Wright. veteran team doesn't turn the ball over, makes two pointers at a ridiculous rate, tremendous on defense and rebounding. That's what you have here with a veteran team in Villanova that had no recruits coming in this year because everyone came back and they wanted a championship. So Nova, Tennessee in the bottom. Tennessee is very underrated. They beat Arizona. I have no idea how Duke is a two seed and Tennessee is a three seed. Look at every single metric that you want. Tennessee is better and they also beat Arizona so they wouldn't be intimidated. In this bracket, I'm going with the Wildcats. I think Tennessee could give them everything they could possibly handle, but the one time Arizona lost, it was at Tennessee. A fuel for thought here, Illinois is in a tough spot. They play a good Mm -hmm. Chattanooga team, and then potentially UAB with one of my favorite players in the entire tournament, 5'11 guard, Jordan Jelly Walker, Peanut butter and jelly, 20 points per game. 40 points against middle Tennessee in the Tennessee state in the semifinals in a three overtime game. Absolutely think they could be up to the challenge against Illinois. So to me, this is chalk. I like Arizona and I like Villanova and
0: Tennessee in the bottom part of the bracket. See, my good nicknames aren't dead after all in sports. Hey, I <laughs> love Yelly. That's it. Cause just jam. Don't shake. All right. <laughs> let's, let's move on to the next region here. And uh, it is the Midwest region. So we have Kansas in the Midwest Uh, And uh, look, they are the one seed here, Kansas University. Number two is Auburn. Uh, Three is Wisconsin. So those are the big dogs here. But we all know that there's opportunities here for some upsets, too, in the Midwest. So walk me through this bracket. What's your take on this? Who emerges from this bracket, in your opinion, and maybe who might be targeted for an upset or two?
1: In some ways, Joe, Kansas is a sleeper. It, that's crazy to think. But hmm. Bill Self has had some interesting tournaments. The ghost of Ali Farouk when they were a nine seed, knocking off Kansas in Kansas City, with Sharon Collins still looms large for them when he was with Northern Iowa. And I remember when Kansas won their one title under Self. They beat Memphis in overtime, and I talk about this all the time, What did Bill Self do as soon as they won it? He wiped his brow because he could feel the pressure that he had to win. He may get another one here because this is an easy bracket for Kansas, Iowa, South Dakota State going against Providence. These are all teams that they can handle and they can get things together. Ochai oh, Abaji, one of the best players in the country. I think it's an easy draw for Kansas. In the bottom part of the bracket, how about the Wisconsin Badgers playing at Fiserv Forum in Milwaukee for the first two games? Huge advantage for a Wisconsin team that most thought would take a year to develop with a lot of young players. But I think they're easily through to the Sweet 16 because of the location. One of the teams I think the committee got wrong is Miami. Miami is a 10 seed. What does that even mean? They won at Duke, at Wake Forest, and at Virginia Tech. So at Duke, at the ACC champion, and at Wake Forest, which was not easy this year, head coach Jim Laranega had the magic from Mason years ago. They are number one, the Hurricanes, in fewest offensive turnovers in the ACC and most defensive turnovers. That's a nice combination for the tournament. I think Kansas versus Auburn would be amazing. I'd love to see that as a final here. The Jayhawks here, though, I think get through. I think they're not being thought of as their normal self, but no one is consistent this year. And wouldn't it be amazing for Bill Self to sneak back into yet another final four and potentially a second national championship with Kansas when people thought they weren't playing their best?
0: All right, uh, let's move on to the final bracket here. And uh, let's go over to the East. Now, uh, obviously, in the Eastern bracket here, you've got, uh, you, you know, the usual suspects here that, you know, UNC is here, you know, some big name teams, Texas in this one too, Kentucky's in this one. So how do you see the East breaking down here?
1: First thing I'll mention to you is you have one of these playing games right here, the 12 seed Wyoming Mm -hmm. versus Indiana. Whoever you like, Joe, winning that game is going to beat St. Mary's. I don't know how St. Mary's got a five seed. I know they beat Gonzaga, but what else have they done that's been impressive this year? I just can't think of anything. So to me, the winner of that game is going to go very, very far and win a couple of games, possibly knock off Baylor as well. The one thing that broke my heart, is that Murray state, the 30 and two Murray state racers are in the same section as Kentucky. You know, that Calipari gets this team going, they're shooting threes at a better rate, rebounding inside defense. Kentucky looks every bit of a national champion. They could lose to the racers. I just wish Murray state was in another bracket against anyone else. I would like them Gonzaga, you name it, but against Kentucky, I think that's a bad matchup. So, In this bracket, I don't think Baylor is going back to the final four back-to-back years. They lost a lot last year. Good job for Scott Drew. Really impressed with what he's done. I don't think they're going back. I think it's Kentucky's to lose. And I would not be surprised if you saw a huge upset with someone like an Indiana or Wyoming getting hot and actually getting through all the way to the Elite Eight against the Wildcats.
0: All right. Let's talk big picture here, Mike. So we already broke down... The regions right now we've gone through everything the things that you like the things that you don't. So let's talk a little long term here when we're starting to look at the big picture now's the time to kind of put some money down on some bigger wagers, whether it be final four, whether it be someone to win it all. Do you have any instincts right now for some of those bets that you want to put on. If you're going to
1: take a future bet to win the national title, why would you take Kansas at plus 1,800? You look at our betting pros consensus. When you can get Auburn at plus 1,600 in the same region, if they meet, I'm getting double the value there. Other bets I like, Arizona plus 600. You're getting 6-1 to on a Wildcats team that may be number one right now in the country that has a pretty decent draw and probably will not, like I said, play Illinois in that top half to get to the Elite Eight. Other long shots that I'm looking at, I'm usually, Joe, for some reason on futures, a year early. I loved Tennessee last year. Tennessee was picked to be the SEC champ last year in the preseason polls, and they finished fourth. They were terrible. This year, they have everything going for them, and I like styles. Tennessee plays a lockdown defense. They have athletes interchangeable. You can get them on our betting pros consensus plus 2,500. Defin- definitely worth a look. And some long shots, if you really want to get nuts and go crazy, some of the ones that I'm looking at here, how about Wisconsin at plus 6,600? That's 66 to 1 for a team that's going to be playing in the confines under the nice warm Afghan blanket of Milwaukee, Wisconsin (laughs) for the first two rounds. So I like that Midwest region. I think you're going to be battle-tested coming out of that, and there are some great future odds there if you want to grab any one of them.
0: And you can view the consensus bracket over at bettingpros.com. And again, I just, all you got to do folks is just click on that NCAA basketball tab. You'll see all the props. You'll see all the bracket optimizer. You'll see uh, the leaderboards. You'll see contests you can enter. We just mentioned one before. So everything is laid out here for you. So if you are getting involved in March Madness, This is your one-stop shop. This is your opportunity, and it's all brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook over on BettingPros.com. So, again, I I can't encourage you enough to go over and use these tools to your advantage to get an advantage on your competition. And I don't care if you're just filling out a bracket in your office pool or if you are trying to win some major money somewhere. This is the place to come to make sure that you have all the best information you possibly can. And also make sure you stay on top of the podcast, too, because Mike Randall is going to be hosting podcasts these next few weeks, taking you through. The tournament as it evolves because we all know it looks like one thing in week one and by week two it can look very different some years so mike Randall's going to have your back don't worry he's going to take you through the entire tournament and don't forget to $2,500 in prizes thanks to FanDuel, and all you got to do is go enter our free contest our march madness bracket contest bettingpros.com slash march that's where you're going to do first place wins that shack lakers autographed jersey uh the second one is from Giannis. it's a signed bucks jersey third place john calipari kentucky wildcats jersey and then fourth place bob knight signed 16 by 20 photo inscribed best wishes bobby knight i mean doesn't he, i kind of want to get fourth place just for that yes, i gotta tell definitely. you mike and that is all brought to you from pristineauction.com. that's pristine auction.com pristine auction is the greatest place in the world to get any sports memorabilia and it's free to start bidding. So go check that out today, Mike Randall and in final thoughts here before we close out the podcast on what looks to be a very exciting March madness. I don't like Purdue this year, but it would be amazing
1: <laughs> to get that Bobby Knight signed. Uh, it's uh autographed picture there with Purdue winning the national title. He would
0: not be happy about that for sure. You know, when is he happy anyway? I mean, let's be honest. It's, <laughs> true, he's not, a, you know, he, he is at his happiest when he is at his most angry. And I think that, uh, that's a quality I just admire. It is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you have it uh, again, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your pods at bettingpros.com slash con uh, at slash podcast as well. Excuse me. And uh, don't forget, enter the contest, use the tools at BettingPros.com and go check out all the consensus lines that we have available for you. That way you can go out there and make the best wagers you possibly can with the most information you possibly can to be successful. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Mike Randall. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.